You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, this is your in-week update and preview of the game we got coming up. We got a Monday night football game, ladies and gents. Uh, I think the NFL's a little upset that they put us in there. They were hoping for a Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers matchup, but it took a little bit of a turn. But we are going to be breaking down this game, practice reports, injury reports, let you know what to expect and we have a new guest that will be joining us later on um, at JJ Gosh, JJ G O S H. He is a fellow writer over at Eat Sleep Fantasy. He is awesome and a diehard Packers fan. So we gave Clayton the break this week, and JJ will be joining us to let us know everything that you need to know about this Monday night game. So without further ado, let's jump into some good news because we know. The 49ers fans need some good news. So let's go through some practice reports and just let you know who has been practicing in full and who has not. So we're going to start off with the full participants and what to expect this week. And we'll work our way all the way down to did not practice. So right off the bat, some good news. Joshua Garnett is logging positive practices again. He had a couple full practices last week and probably could have went, but it seems like with the depth at the interior offensive line with the center and the guard position, we didn't really have to have him, so they just erred on the side of caution last week. You know, his toe injury has just been bothering him off and on ever since uh, week one. So he's been practicing that is great news just to have that depth and marquise goodwin man more full pra uh, practices you know his hamstring slash quadricep bruise if you remember week one whenever he was running a shallow drag or a shallow shallow cross across the uh, defensive line a defensive lineman kind of opened up his hips and just need him right on the inside of the thigh and that has it's been five weeks where he has not been right 
And he's our number one wide receiver. And so the fact that he is full practice, we need him so much. He is probably one of the most important players on this team that we need to be healthy because our offense has just become somewhat stagnant, especially in the goal line. He can score at any time. So that's Marquise Goodwin. Great news there. Mike McGlinchey, holy cow. I don't know if you paid attention, but Mike McGlinchey is one of the top-ranked offensive tackles in the entire NFL right now, um, whether it's in run game and pass game. He is playing lights out. Very, very proud of this kid. It, who would have guessed, you know, five weeks into the season, uh, I just finished writing up my redraft of the 2018 draft class, redid the entire first round based off of five games and I had Mike McGlinchey going much higher than number nine so uh it's just a testament to who this kid is he is special he's going to be a cornerstone of this team for a long time coming but he's practicing fully you know not really concerned with what it's going to be for him he will be out there this week which is great because he's going to have his hands full you know Clay Matthews is going to be coming off that edge handful of times him and Joe Staley I think will be able to neutralize him though Jaquiski Tart got another full practice in um you know he, did, he he had an okay game not a great game not a bad game which is okay for us if Jaquiski's playing okay we're gonna be all right so now let's move on to the limited practice players why not the limited practice 49er of all time jimmy ward um mark that under who cares he is adept play nothing more richard sherman limited practice with his calf but we don't have to worry too much about him you know he played the entire game with this exact same injury and looked fine he, he didn't look fine he looked amazing uh, Richard Sherman has been as advertised and he has to play you know part of his contract details was that he has to hit 90% of snaps for the year which he did miss one game so basically he's got to suit up no matter what if he's going to be getting that George Kittle with his knee issue this kind of seemed to be a little bit precautionary he looked fine out there but George Kittle got a limited practice just he's going to be getting work whether it's blocking or passing it's what it is Reuben Foster in his shoulder a limited practice uh, he's always had shoulder issues going back to Alabama so uh, you know as long as it's limited with him we're okay if we see a do not practice with him, then we got to be concerned. But I think we're going to be okay. Garrett Selleck with his quadriceps limited practice. This is concerning. Garrett Selleck has been one of the worst 49ers as far as performance this year, and it's not close. He has been just destructive for our offense, whether it's missed blocks, dropped passes that turn into interceptions, uh, penalties, you name it. So we need Garrick Selleck to be healthy or we don't need him playing. It's getting very, very bad. So hopefully he can figure out what's going on there. Uh, did not practice Matt Breida. I don't think there's any chance that he plays Monday night. Kyle Shanahan seems pretty hesitant to kind of dismiss him and say that he's going to be out. He's been in a walking boot. He got the walking boot out today, but there were reports saying that he's walking gingerly to say the least. He's limping. He's limping around. I think Matt Breida would play if he didn't have a leg, if it was up to him. He he just seems to be that kind of guy. If you look back at the injury, you could have seen him on the sidelines last Sunday. They're taping up his ankle, and he's like, I'm coming in. <laughs> he's charged up level 10, uh, but they didn't let him, which is probably smart with where we are right now, one and four, last place in the NFC West, um, you know, four games out of uh, first place. You don't want to rush these young guys. Let them get healthy. Let them come back, and we'll kind of see where he is. 
Pierre Garçon, you know, he had a shoulder issue. It was like a stinger or something. It was interesting. He didn't practice, so they're just being safe with him. He came back in the game, so not much of a concern there if he's going to play. But, again, he's he's over 30 years and wide receiver. you got to be careful with those guys. Mike Pearson, this is scary, did not practice. You know, the, the good news is, you know, we got Magnuson, and it looks like we also have, you know, Josh Garnett that we talked about earlier. So we have backups there, but Pearson's been great. We need to get him back in there. Dante Pettis will not play. He did not practice again with his knee. Hopefully we get him back in the next week or two. And Western Richburg, his knee. Now, he finished out the game, but you could tell he wasn't right. He is key there. Now, if we have both Pearson and Richburg out, which I don't think we will. I think Richburg's going to play. Man, then we're back to this idea of, man, we got Magnuson at center. We got Garnett at guard, and we got nothing after that. So we've got to get one of these guys, whether it's Pearson or Richburg. Hopefully we get both. Uh, I do not want to know what this offense is going to look like without Western Richburg. Uh, that sounds scary to me. And then Joe Staley. I think he got a vet day off. He's been dealing with a lot of stuff, but he played the entire game. Zero concern if he will be out there. He will play, I guarantee you that. Now I want to talk about a sponsor. We, we went back to our old sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia, and boy, do I have a treat for you. We have, man, these guys are the best. If you haven't headed over their site, Game Day Sports memorabilia.com you just leave the and out game day sports memorabilia.com they sent us an autographed get this uh, my son's already going crazy it came in the mail today an autographed frank gore 49ers mini helmet it is just one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life uh my son's favorite player is frank gore and it it, it, it crushed his heart i told him i was like it's awesome man. he's like oh man this is gonna look so great in my room and i was like uh <laughs> spoiler alert we're giving it away um but if he wants one for his birthday then he can definitely have one because their prices are awesome over there so here is how you get this autographed frank gore mini helmet for the 49ers i am going to tweet out go to my twitter at jl underscore chapman a picture of this helmet and you are going to retweet it and all you got to do is put a custom message in there retweet it and say go subscribe to 49ers rush podcast that's all you got to do so retweet the original tweet and say, go subscribe in whatever language. I listen to the 49ers Rush podcast. Head over there, subscribe. We're trying to get our subscriptions up. So that's all you got to do. Again, that's at JL underscore Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N. Retweet it and say, go listen to it. And you are entered into the contest for a free autographed Frank Gore uh, mini helmet. So head over there and let's do that. So um, now what I want to do is cut and let's head over to JJ and let's break down the game on Monday night all right with us today man we have a special guest we have somebody new with us today don't worry Clayton's not going anywhere but we got a special treat for you Niners fans we have a friend of the podcast that is on enemy territory with the Green Bay Packers and that is none other then JJ, gosh, JJ, how's life, brother? What's going on, John? I appreciate you having me here. Want to give a special shout out to Clayton for letting me take his spot this week. Clayton's Canadian. He's about the nicest guy I've ever met already, and <laughs> like we love you, J. We 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 love him. He's great. So hopefully he doesn't get too mad. You piss a Canadian off, you know you're doing something wrong. But we'll have Clayton back next week. But we want to talk about JJ. So JJ, he is a writer and contributor with me over at Eat Sleep Fantasy. We have argued 
several times he destroyed me in fantasy a few weeks ago. That's okay. I will forgive him. So, JJ, tell us a little bit about where we can find you on Twitter, my friend. You can find me on Twitter at JJGosh. That's J-J-G-O-S-H. All right. Head over there. He puts out some awesome fantasy content. He is a much more experienced writer than myself. I, I like the audio and the video, but uh, JJ crushes the article. So if you are in need of fantasy advice, this is the guy that you want to follow. That is at JJ Gosh. Go give him a follow, Niners Faithful. Now, we're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers, who we get this Monday night. Uh, that is just awesome. Very, very excited about this. You know, you know, growing up as a Niners fan, those Green Bay <laughs> Niners games were just the best ever. It, it was awesome. So, without further ado, let's jump straight in. Uh, JJ, give me a real quick kind of summary of Green Bay season because it just seems like one of the crazier roller coaster rides in the NFL right now. You know, we're sitting at two, two, and one. That that one tie is kind of kind of killing me right now. We by by Green Bay standards, this is a subpar start to the year. But if you think about it, we are essentially one roughing the passer penalty away from beating Minnesota in regulation before overtime. That was a terrible call. Like, yeah, I I'm not the big you know. Yay, we need to change all the rules and stuff. Whatever. But, you know, I do have a 10-year-old that plays football, and I understand the safety aspect of it. You know, as a former coach, I've seen lots of injuries. As a player, mm-hmm. I've been injured several times. And so I get it. We need to make it safer. But what I can't stand is we need to make it safer for the quarterback over everybody else. I am not okay with that. That yeah. is total bullshit marketing. I don't like that at all. 100%. And, I mean – not to go off of the safety or the or the roughing the passer rule, but last week, uh, you know, our loss to Detroit, uh, Mason Crosby cost us 13 points and we lost by eight. So you take those two games out and we are now four and one instead of two, two and one. So unlike most Packer fans, I'm not jumping ship. I'm not panicking. You know, Aaron told us a few years ago, to relax, I'll, I'll say that again. Just relax. Like we're we're going to be okay. I I don't feel bad for you guys. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. And and the thing is, with you guys got us Monday night, and then you get a bye week. So the, you guys, I mean, you're going to be going in this year half of a game out of first place, and you already beat uh, the three and one Chicago Bears. Man, who would have guessed the Chicago Bears would be in first place? But it's what it is. Um, <laughs> so let's jump in. Let's talk about this just a little bit, and let's focus on the Green Bay offense first. So the 49ers defense has actually been really, really good. The only problem is we're not getting any pressure, and we're forcing. We are dead last in the NFL in forcing turnovers. Uh, which reflects in our record. Um, we are one and four. So uh, give me a quick rundown. Uh, offense, man, what do the 49ers fans, besides Aaron Rodgers, obviously, if you got any nuggets on him, we'll take them. But what, what do we have to watch out for? Uh, I mean, you kind of said it. It's Green Bay's offense starts and ends with Aaron Rodgers. When he's not on the field, you saw what we were last year. We missed the playoffs. So far this year, he's, you know, he's doing Aaron Rodgers things. Everything is pretty much on par with his career, um, his quarterback rating, completion percentage, yards per attempt, all pretty much on par. You had mentioned not getting turnovers and not getting pressure. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that this week. Uh, the Packers <laughs> have the fourth best offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. We have the number one ranked left tackle, number six center. 
just across the board, we really don't have a weakness. Um, I guess if, if we did, it would be Brian Bulaga. So if you're going to come at us, come at us from the defensive left because he is our right tackle. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't really do that. So I don't I don't think that you have to worry about roughing the passer penalties this week, man. At least not on our end. So sure, it, it's gonna be all on y'all. But and that's the thing. Whenever you mention that the weakness of your offensive line is Brian Belaga, who is a first round pick out of Iowa, and you know one of the most athletic kind of guys to come out in a while, it, it says a lot. One thing that is very I guess underestimated very often in the NFL is yeah the five up front guys are doing great but a lot of that has to do with the quarterback that's behind them you know shifting blocking schemes and picking up blitzes and understanding what's going on better than most coaches do so mm-hmm. and that that's huge and so he is able to get out of so many different plays and one thing that scares the hell out of me Aaron Rodgers draws people offsides better than anybody, and we are about dead last in the NFL in encroachment penalties. Solomon Thomas, goodness, I really, really <laughs> hope that he gets lots of rest this week because he jumps offsides all the time. So that's one thing that we gotta we gotta focus on. Now, one guy that I want to ask you questions about is your wide receiver. Man, Devontae Adams, I think is he's top five in the NFL for me as far as if I'm just judging off talent. That guy killed it last week. Tell me a little bit about him and how they use him. You know, you're not wrong. He is, I don't want to say quietly, uh, but kind of quietly. Everybody's focused on Julio and OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins, and rightfully so, but Devontae Adams right now is on pace for career bests. He lit up and I mean lit up three of the best matchups or the best defensive backfields in the league. Week one against Chicago, uh, quietly they have Kyle Fuller and Prince Amukamara both in the top 20, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. He went for five catches, 88 yards, one touchdown. Against Minnesota, he gets Rhodes closed. (laughs) Xavier Rhodes, eight for 64 and a touchdown. Last last week, big play slay, uh, nine for 140 and another touchdown. I mean, he's on pace for 118 catches, 1,300 yards, and 13 touchdowns. I mean, that's with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, and if he can stay healthy, I don't know that there's much that's going to stop this combo. Yeah, and I'll say this. You know, he's the only wide receiver in the NFL to put up double-digit touchdowns the past two years. He just finds a way to get in the end zone and the yardage seems to be on par as well now my question to you is this and i already know the answer so it pisses me off a little bit is there a way that they will just keep him on the right side so that richard sherman can guard him the entire game (laughs) i don't know that that's gonna help i mean he's not the richard sherman of old but i can i can (laughs) i love richard sherman man he's one of the best twitter followers twitter twitter follows out there but i don't know i don't know that you can stop Devontae. Yeah, with this quarterback and that protection, it's unreal. But, I mean, they do move Devontae Adams around a lot, and I think that he's going to have a lot of success on the left side of the the offensive left, our defensive right, just because outside of Sherman, our secondary is a mess. Now, what about their running game? Because it doesn't seem like they really know who they like and who they don't. They are just, I don't know, it seems like they're (laughs) just rotating series, and they got three guys back there with Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones. So tell me who you like the most and what they're going to be doing. You keep saying they like, as in like the entire organization and fan base. Uh, that's not true. The fan base loves Aaron Jones. The coaching staff loves Jamal Williams, and I don't know why. Uh, 3.7 yards per carry, 6.7 yards per catch. 
Aaron Jones has 6.1 yards per carry, 10.3 yards per catch. Ty Montgomery's role is more so that third down, kind of the satellite pass catching back. So he's not really all that much of a threat on the ground. But since the start of last year, I'm going to read you the top three yards per carry leaders. Uh, <laughs> third it. is your boy, Matt Breida, 5.42. I, I knew he was going to be on there. Second is Alvin Kamara, 5.64. And first is Aaron Jones at 5.67. So why we're not giving him the ball more, I, I can't explain that. So I'm going to read you this quote from your, your HC, Mr. McCarthy. He said <laughs> that he would love to get Aaron Jones more work, but that, quote, there's more to the position than just running the football, end quote. Yeah, he's not wrong. Uh, and I believe Pro Football Focus takes into account everything that a running back does. Now, he hasn't logged enough snaps to be officially qualified, uh, but his current grade is an 82.1. To, to put that in comparison, uh, Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery are both in the low 60s, and last year's Todd Gurley is an 82.6. So uh, to put that in perspective, he's graded out on par with last year's Todd Gurley so far this year. All right. I'm like not it. calling him Todd Gurley. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Aaron Jones is not Todd Gurley. but <laughs> I was able to see Aaron Jones play uh, college ball at UTEP a few times live at some Texas games. That kid, he's very, very talented. Now, come on. Okay, so now I want you to kind of jump in your 49ers shoes. What is something that we can have success against your offense? Where? What is an area or a player? What do we need to do so that your the Packers offense isn't lights out? As I'm sure you and most of the NFL is aware, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best when he's off schedule. So if he, if he's rolling out to his right, you know, they do that scramble drill better than anyone. He's going to find an open guy. So in order to kind of contain him, you need to collapse the pocket as opposed to just kind of getting up the field and creating a lane for him to escape. So you kind of have to push the middle of the pocket as well as get upfield with your outside rushers. That'll contain him. And honestly, double Devante, because aside from him, we don't have any wide receiver that can really separate. Yeah, we don't double. <laughs> that's not what we do. Uh, uh, that's I mean, a bummer. But I will say this. We will be able to get up the middle pressure. I really do believe that. Uh, DeForest Buckner has had a couple rough games, but even though, uh, he's still getting pressure up the middle. So very good. All right, let's jump to the other side of the ball. Let's focus on the Green Bay defense. The, this is what the 49ers offense is going to be seeing. So right off the bat, uh, talk to me about their scheme. What do they do? It's different than we've had forever assuming you're aware that dom capers is no more in green bay and yeah Packer Colin fans... kaepernick had something <laughs> to do with that one yeah man let's not talk about that playoff game please <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that as i'm drinking beer after i win on monday how's that sound? all right hey <laughs> <laughs> no so it's significantly different uh, a lot of the players called dom capers kind of old bland pretty basic three four with telegraph blitzes coverage wasn't disguised Aaron Rodgers himself earlier this offseason called Mike Pettin more exotic, uh, aggressive, significantly better at disguising coverages. He hated them showing man and then dropping to his own. And I don't want to call it a 3-4 or a 4-3. Uh, he, he has flexibility to where he can run both, and he does run both in every game so far. Yeah, and I'll say this too because, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he was the offensive coordinator for Mike whenever they whenever he was with 
the Browns. Cleveland, yeah. So this is going to – I didn't even think about that till now till you brought that up, but mm-hmm. this is going to be interesting because they practice, they know each other, they coach together for a long time. That's going to be fun. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Thanks, JJ. Uh, yeah. So um, now how about this? Let's go through what are their strengths. What's the best thing or the scariest thing if you're a 49ers fan about this Green Bay defense? You know, I'm going to reference a tweet that you put out earlier this week, and, <laughs> okay. and you're not going to like it. It was – all about defenses getting interceptions, fumble recoveries, and sacks, and that's that being the difference in a good defense versus a bad defense. The 49ers, according to you, had 12. The Bears led the league with 29, and the Packers— and they've had a game off. They're still <laughs> leading the well, NFL, and they played one less game. You know, we had something to do with that. We, we let Khalil Mack have a field day his first game. <laughs> yeah. I'm not proud of that, but we have the Packers' defense has 23 total— interceptions fumble recoveries and sacks so gotcha that's where we're gonna win if we can win the turnover battle i think the game is in hand well the 49ers lost the turnover battle zero to five last week so (laughs) we've got to fix that or we've got no chance and i'll say this as well you know green bay they have struggled early Uh, they have fallen into huge holes three times this year and fought their way back out a few times but if the 49ers aren't at least close at halftime it's going to be bad because Aaron Rodgers is on a constant uptrend throughout the season and every game almost. He, he just gets better the longer he plays. It's what yeah, it is. I think the, the less he gets away from McCarthy's script, the, the better he is. As soon as they get, get through those first two drives and don't have their plays scripted anymore, he kind of he's, he's better. Like you said, he gets better throughout time. But not to, not to focus too much on our defense, but we – as a whole, for the last decade or so, have been a bottom half or a bottom third defense. Right now, we rank fourth in yards allowed and 14th in points allowed. We've give, we've had one game that we gave over 220 passing yards. 220 is not a lot, and we've no, only not. given that up once, and that was the Kirk Cousins. Twice this year, we've allowed more than 100 rushing yards to a team. Not an individual, but a team. So our defense is significantly improved, and Mike Patton has a ton to do with that. That's And that's saying a lot because, man, for the longest time, that was always the knock, man. If we could ever just get a defense mm-hmm. while Aaron Rodgers is here, we're going to be just fine. But uh, it's the numbers sound great, and they've played against some high-attack uh, offenses. It's crazy to say that about the Bears, but I think you have to put them in that category now. So, uh, all right, well, what about this? Uh, where do we attack? Where do the 49ers go after what personnel – or position group can we have success against? There are two specific positions that are below average for the Packers, and that is our edge rushers. Um, Clay Matthews and Nick Perry are both uh, ranked 72 or below, according to Pro Football Focus. Not good. They have, between them, two total sacks uh, through five games. That's not what you want off your edge rushers. And our outside cornerbacks, Tremont Williams and Kevin King, both haven't played that great so far this year. Um, so if you can attack the edge, maybe chip with a linebacker, or uh, sorry, chip with a running back, and then attack our outside corners, that's how you're going to move the ball. All right. Well, hopefully we get Godwin back this week. Or sorry, hopefully we get back Goodwin this week, and that goes really well because we need some help big time in the receiving core. Um, I, and I will say this, one of your players, whenever I started breaking down their film, rookie Jair Alexander, your slot corner out of Louisville. Yep. Holy cow. I, I wasn't sure how he's tiny. He's a little bitty. He might be 180 pounds. I wasn't <laughs> sure how he'd hold up. 
but he is he's playing physical as all get out man um very impressed with that guy so we will have to hit outside that, that, that's, yeah it's kind of what i was thinking as well so to hear you say that is huge and it's so, not sorry go ahead no 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 I, go this is you think man go all right and, and it's not just jair uh kind of in the middle of the field we have Haha ha, Clinton Dix, who's a top 10 safety. We have probably the most underrated player on our defense is Blake Martinez. That kid is everywhere. I think he was top 10 in tackles last year. Don't quote me on that. But right now he is the third ranked linebacker, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, he is just, he's a monster. Stanford boy, man. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a couple of those out there this week. Yeah, man. Blake Martinez, he's just, he's just a for sure tackler. And he holds down the middle. So it's going to be basically Blake Martinez versus Alfred Morris this week up the middle. Oh, that doesn't sound exciting. Um, <laughs> but that's what it's going to be. Now, uh, before we jump off, JJ, is there anything else that you want to throw at us or any other tidbits that you have stored away? If if you want to, you had already talked about Aaron Rodgers getting people to jump off sides. Uh, I will say we are a very undisciplined team, which is not our MO over the last decade or so. We have the third most penalties with the second most yards. So if you want to kind of use that as your advantage, uh, CJ Beathard can do some hard counts or, you know, fall on the ground when Clay Matthews looks at him wrong, then I think that'll <laughs> that'll be good for a few roughing the passer calls. We're going to need some help. Um, <laughs> and so we are the second largest spread, uh, according to Vegas, we are nine and a half point underdogs as of now. And the only other team that is a larger <laughs> deficit is the Arizona Cardinals, who beat us by 10. Uh, they, are, <laughs> they are 10 and a half point underdogs to Minnesota, your division rivals. So yep. um, it just lets you know kind of where it's at. And, I mean, it's this is where the San Francisco 49ers are now. So we're going to have to steal a couple wins if we're going to be relevant. And see what happens. But JJ, I just want to say thank you, man. Really enjoyed this. Again, where can the faithful find you on Twitter again? You can find me on Twitter at JJ Gosh. All right. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, 49ers, uh, I will be tweeting live and putting video stuff out there Monday night. And stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.